When I set out to begin writing for today's episode, I wasn't quite sure how I wanted to approach it. A part of me wanted to tell a story about stepping out of your comfort zone and how essential doing so can be when traveling or living within another culture. But I also wanted it to be a period piece focusing on the Showa Jidai, the period spanning the reign of Emperor Hirohito. But somehow, somehow, I knew I needed to tie it all in with one of my favorite bars in Kyoto. So, let's see how we're going to do this. Play the music. No, no, sorry, that's that's not the right vibe for today's episode. Let's, um, how about something a little more, ah, here we go. Once referred to as Japan's golden age, the Showa period and the culture associated with it has shown a steady rise of interest among young people in Japan, especially in the past decade or so. Although technically Showa Jidai from 1929 to 1989 saw both economic hardships and prosperity, lasting from the events that led to World War II, the starvation and poverty that followed, and ended amidst the dramatic rise and eventual burst of the bubble economy. The nostalgia associated with this period usually is the culture that was produced between the period of the 1950s through 80s. It was a period that saw a burst in technological advances, modern material luxuries that were meant to make life easier and more convenient. And after such a long ban on Western things, Japan saw an enormous influx in foreign products and media. So, I was born at the tail end of the Showa period, but I wouldn't really have any idea or images associated with the word Showa until my first few years of living in Japan. In the beginning, all I knew when I first arrived is that I had to remember the kanji for Showa as it was written on my ID, and it was often needed when filling out official documents in Japan. That first three-year period, I lived in Aichi Prefecture, uh, in a small rural town called Toyohashi. It was here, while I was on my break from working at a local Eikaiwa school, that I was hit with my first impression of what Showa really means. And man, <laughs> did it leave a mark. There was a small retro-style building next to one of the schools I was working at. Now, though I cannot recall the exact name it had, Cafe was in the title. Now, here's a little insider side note, um, and I didn't realize it at the time, but I would quickly learn from living in Japan that if a place has cafe in the title, it does not necessarily mean what you think it does. It could be a bar, restaurant, practically anything. So don't necessarily assume you are going to get the local hipster cafe or Starbucks vibe you are used to. You know, the sort of place where you can get some work done or you can comfortably chill and get away with loitering so long as you refill your beverage from time to time. Let me paint the picture for you. It was summer. You know, Japan's notoriously humid summer. 
I was wearing a black suit as my company required its teachers to dress formally for work. I had been eyeing this cafe for a few weeks and finally built up the courage to check it out. Triggering the bells as I opened the door and stepped inside, immediately I realized I had made a mistake. I felt like the cowboy in the western who, when they enter the saloon, the piano stops playing and the bartender drops a glass. On the other side of the door stood two older Japanese ladies who were holding microphones, and until I had interrupted them, were staring at a TV displaying one of those stock footage videos with karaoke lyrics displayed at the bottom. They were both looking at me and seemed even more surprised to see me than I was of them. The lady behind the bar counter timidly welcomed me into the otherwise empty cafe and gestured to a small table, the only one in the whole establishment. I felt a rush of adrenaline, and instead of fight or flight, I chose freeze. My body fell into autopilot, and I found myself slowly walking to the table and sitting down. The woman behind the bar handed a menu to who was presumably her friend, and who I mused may be her only patron who then passed it to me. Still in an uncomfortable haze and mild state of panic, I ordered feeling the beads of sweat on my forehead. For the life of me, to this day, I cannot tell you why I ordered hot coffee on this scorching Japanese summer day. While I was waiting for my coffee, I stopped to scan the room and was both amazed and slightly confused by what I saw. The walls were covered with Showa nostalgia. Posters of Enka singers, Chambala movies and TV shows, traditional geisha-looking women dressed in kimono with their faces and necks covered in white makeup, holding an advertising red-label Sapporo beer. There was one wall that looked as if it were some sort of shrine, entirely dedicated to a single specific male Inca singer. There were bobbleheads, photos, posters, concert tickets, and other random items hanging from the wall and strewn across shelves in the far corner of the room. I sat at a small round table in the center of the room, watching the establishment's only other customer continue singing her favorite Enka song. Underneath me, the floor was covered with a pink shag carpet. The colors and aesthetic of this establishment some may even describe as being a little tacky. The lady who I had interrupted with my sudden entrance was gesturing to me with the microphone. I received my hot coffee and did my best to finish it as fast as I could so I could escape the escalating awkwardness. Unfortunately, doing so only caused me to sweat even more profusely. The rest of my five-minute stay at this cafe consisted of the typical short conversations that you can expect to have as a foreigner when interacting with locals. Where are you from? How long have you been in Japan? Do you like Japanese food? Etc, etc. I paid my bill and thanked the ladies for their hospitality, though it really felt more like an apology. And I went back across the street to begin my shift. Now, this is an example of when stepping out of my comfort zone did not go well. To some of you, this probably doesn't sound like it was so bad, but please keep in mind, I have that kind of personality that sometimes seems to be cursed with a superhuman level of awkwardness. And for me, these sort of situations can get pretty intense. And it happens. But if we hit the jackpot every time we took a gamble, there would be no sense of leaving any state of comfort in the first place. 
And anyone with enough experience will tell you some of the most profound and enjoyable moments happen to you when you try something that you're not certain will work out. Please allow me to interrupt this program to plug our Patreon. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want more Kyotopia, we have bonus episodes, early access to episodes, videos with subtitles, new merch, which includes mugs, stickers, t-shirts, and tote bags. We are also offering private Japanese lessons from Yuko-sensei herself or English lessons from yours truly. Head on over to patreon.com slash Kyotopia. It is my dream to do this full-time, and we cannot realistically achieve that goal without support from listeners like you. The closer we get to our goal, the more time I will have to put out episodes and the more we can work towards improving the quality. Please consider becoming a patron. That's patreon.com slash Kyotopia. Also, if you could give us a five-star rating on your podcast listening platform of choice and a positive review, it would really be helping us out. All the love to our patrons. Thank you. Thank you. And now, back to the episode. Let's fast forward to roughly two years ago. I had recently moved to Kyoto and was staying at Gojo Guest House. It had been well over four years since I had been to Kyoto and I was eager to find a new social scene. Kyotopia's own Yuko-sensei had recommended a bar nearby called Hachi. She mentioned they had craft beer and it was a short five-minute walk from the guest house. So I decided to check it out. Running parallel to Kamogawa River is Takasegawa a narrow canal which takes you along downtown and is lined with many beautiful cherry blossom trees. It is a popular site for tourists during Hanami season. Now just between Gojo and Shichijo Street, along Takasegawa, there's an area where the bars and restaurants become a little bit more sparse and things get a little bit more residential. I followed Google Maps to a side street that led me to an old brick building with circular stained glass windows. As I walked toward the entrance, an overfed tabby cat stood up from the wooden table it had been sleeping on and arched its back, letting out what appeared to be a very satisfying yawn. I slowly approached it and offered pets, but it scurried off into a nearby alley. On the right side of the building is the door leading to Hachi Bar and Record Shop. When I opened it, the bar was mostly empty, with only one patron sitting at the end of the counter, behind which was Satoko. She welcomed me as she was pouring a drink from one of the craft beer taps on the back wall.京都の河原町五条の昔五条楽園という遊郭地跡にできたレコード屋さん鳥羽が一緒になってるお店で働いています。Satoko is the head bartender at Hachi. She kindly agreed to be interviewed for this episode. I first started by asking her about the bar. まあ、コンテンツは2つで、レコード屋さん。っていうのとバーがもう1階と2階2個分かれていて1階がバーであのその店の中の階段を上がるとレコード棚になってるっていう感じででまあなんかちっちゃいスペースなので本当にあの席も4つしかなくてま基本的にスタンディングバーのスタ
まあ,あのお酒飲んで会話するだけじゃなくって同じぐらいレコードの,あのボリュームも大きいのであの音楽も一つのそのなんていうかなサービスっていうか<笑>、うん、その音楽も何トリプリング<笑>そのお酒と場所とえー、っと音楽そうそうそうだその空間自体をもうサービスにしてるみたいな感じでコンセプトがあるかな。Can you tell us a bit about the history of the building and the location? アジがある場所ってあの任天堂の本社があったりとかあともともとヤクザのすごい大きい事務所があったりとかでも、えー、ともとは遊郭地帯なんてでその何レッドライトディストリクト。そうそうで多分10年ちょっと前ぐらいまでは、まあ、まだまだ営業してた場所なのであのなんていうかな私ずっと京都に住んでるからちっちゃい頃とかは行ったらいけない場所だったんですね。であのそれが10年ぐらい前に全部なくなってそういう営業が。であのまあ、その町ごと今ガランとしてるから空いてるからだんだん新しいレストランができたりとかコロナにのこういうことになるまではゲストハウスがむちゃくちゃ多くなっててそういう昔の建物のまま中を使うって感じでその感じで8のビルも昔の大正時代からそのあるビルなんですけどビル建物でまあお茶屋さんっていう呼び方なんですけど、まあ、ラブホテルみたいな感じ、うん、その中身をちょっとリノベーションして使ってますねでだから外の,あの建物の外から見た感じとかあの使える柱とか壁はなるべくそのまま残してて、うん、ちょっとボロボロのところもあの見,え見えたまんま使ってて。まあ、そこにちょっとその鉢のちょっとスタイリッシュな雰囲気の壁を埋め込んだりとかして、まあ、ちょっと変わった空間にはなってると思いますね。So、how did you come to start working at えっと鉢はこの2022年の9月で4年目なのかな鉢自体が。だけれど私は、えー、3年ちょっと。ですね、始まってから1周年入る直前ぐらいに入ったので、うん、今でそう3年ぐらいかなちょうど、うん、最初は私もあのお客さんで行ってて、うん、そうそうそうそうですでその時私仕事何もしてなくて何もしてないっていうか音楽だけで仕事にしようと思って。それで生活するためにすごい貧乏やったんですけどでもまあ8にうん八に行くとやっぱその出会いがあるので音楽の仕事につながる人とか、まあ、いろんなジャンルのクリエイティブな人が結構お客さんに多いので、まあ、そういうのもあって8に通っていてお客さんでであまりにも貧乏そうだったから<笑>店で働いてもいいよって言われて<笑>。<laughs> Now, when I first started going to Hachi, it was always Satoko behind the bar. She was always friendly and engaging with me from the start. And 
she was really good at her job. I don't mean just at serving drinks. She always made me feel welcome. And when new customers entered the bar, she would always introduce me and try to find a common thread of conversation so we could all be friendly with one another. It's almost as if she knew that I was kind of shy and sometimes just need a little push to talk to people I didn't know. But it wasn't just me. I also noticed she was doing this with other people who were in the bar. For example, if someone had been sitting quietly for too long, she would talk to them or mention something about them to another customer in hopes that they would start to engage them in conversation. I think this had a lot to do with why Hachi was quick to become one of my places of comfort in Kyoto. One day after work, as that I would often do, I went to Hachi for a drink. But this time it wasn't Satoko behind the bar. It was someone different. This is Aya. The first thing you may notice about her is she was always wearing a vintage kimono. Now Satoko will tell you that she works at the bar six times a week. Her one day off, Aya takes her place. If you pay closer attention, you may also notice Aya's nails. Aya is an artist. The detail she is able to hand draw on such a tiny canvas is astounding. I first noticed this and asked her to do my nails a few times requesting some of my favorite album art. Honestly, I just wanted to see if she could do it. She was able to draw my favorite Radiohead, Tool, Sigaros, and Glassjaw album covers. It's amazing. Check out her Instagram link in the description of this episode if you are curious. I asked Aya if she could tell me why she chooses to wear kimono every day, and when she started doing so. その時も結構昔の着物が家にあったんですよ、商品として。で、うちの母親も昔踊り日部やってて着物着れたから、ま、割と着物自体が短かったんですけど、中学校ぐらいの時かな、なんとなく、その時はまだ自分で着れなかった
一応自分ではあんまりそのもともとクラシックのピアノを習ったりしてなかったのでもう突然バンドやることから始まってシンセサイザーを触ってるのでまあちょっとそのシンセサイザーとあとドラムの2人組のバンドとかをやっててビバシリーっていうバンドをやってて。ちょっと、うん、ニューウェーブっぽい感じのサウンドが自分の、まあ、一番メインになる活動です。Pretty much most of the regular customers that tend to gather at Hachi are a collective of artists, musicians, DJs, and music nerds like myself. I asked Satoko how people usually find out about Hachi as its location is a little bit hidden. Saisho wa kiko sono Hachi te craft beer no mise te yu no demo ano iron na media ni ko choto noste moratari to ka shite ma soi na o mite kuru shito wa sono craft beer no mi kimashita. っていうのと、まあ、こういうちょっと変わったエリアにあるお店に来たっていうのでインスタ映えを狙ってくる人が、まあ、最,最初はちょろちょろといたんだけど今もいるけど、まあ、いつもいる人はもう結局あのレコードが好きな人とか、うん、あとはでも本当にマイカもそうやけどなんかねなんかアイディアを探してる人とかが来る。<笑>なんか、うん、うん、なんか自由な人が来る。うん、で、大学生も兄弟生とかも結構面白い人来るし、おん最近は女の子も20代のまうん前半の女の子とかすごい語学語学国語喋れますみたいな子とか、うんおじさんに混じって喋ってる。<笑> On a regular night, you could expect as many as four to five customers hanging out at the bar while Satoko or Aya spin records. If anyone is browsing the store, they can freely make a request and they will gladly let you listen before you decide to buy. I believe it is simply for the sake of creating a unique atmosphere. There is always a projector lighting up the back wall of the bar with random films, often old Japanese movies from the Showa period. Okay, so now is the big moment. Where I want to bring my original story back to Hachi. Almost every month, they hold an event called BYOR. I know, Kashira Moji will put it there, so bring your own records. No, Kashira Moji, BYOR, still in the schedule. Name and Tori, record. 自分のレコードを持ってきてあのプレイするっていうパーティーでまあ30分ずつエントリー制で何時から何時は誰何時から何時は誰みたいな感じでそういうタイムテーブルを決めてやるイベントなんですけどそうレコードをみんなで持ってきてやるパーティーなんやけどパーティーのタイトル何がいいかなって言ったらあの4人ぐらいのカップカップルで考えてくれてで「ブリングイ・ア
オンビアっていうのを僕たちはよく使うからそれを R にしたらどう,などうかなとか言ってでめっちゃかっこいいやんってなってうんそうそうそう Only having gone to Hachi for less than a month, Satoko invited me to participate in the BYOR event. I had never in my life spun records. I didn't even know how to operate the turntables. Satoko assured me it would be fine and spend a little time letting me practice when there weren't so many customers around. I was super nervous and even thought about canceling last minute a few times. But after laboring over what songs to play, scrounging together a few records at Hachi and Gojo Guesthouse, I put together my playlist and did it. And it was fun. I was pretty early on the set list, and after my 30 minutes were over, I started to notice something. My records were mostly from the early 2000s, things that I found nostalgic, but all the other guest DJs were playing stuff from the Showa period. Many of them were seven inch single records holding only a song or two. So I asked Satoko if that was a decided theme that I just didn't know about. Tama Tama, so, ne, Ima, Maika ga yutta no wa, i w a i r u Kayou Kyok, te obareru yats toka de, Kayou Kyok, um, ma, hondo J-pop no koto na ya kedo, um, Kayou Kyok, te yutto, sgoi, sono, Showa, Showa Kayou, te yonda li suru kana. 昭和の J-POP のことを昭和歌謡っていう、うん、でそういうなんの日本ってその7インチのシングルカットが今結構大学生とかにもすごく流行っててあの多分理由はまず1枚が安いっていうのとちっちゃいからあの集めやすいとあと日本語の歌詞がやっぱり分かりやすいし。いいのと知らない歌手がいっぱいいるその時代のだからすごいコレクトするの楽しいと思うけど、まあ、そういうブームもあってあのそうですね必ずその BYOR の時はそういうのを集めてる人も中に入ってきますね。So、why this sudden boom for Showa music? もうみんな飽きたんちゃう最新が<笑>最先端が<笑>分からんけど<笑>行ったり来たりして<笑>。ちょっとねあのサウンドも80年代とかのこうちょっとテクノポップみたいなんとかバブリーなサウンドちょっと流行ってたしうん次何が来るやろうね<笑>私はもうだいぶ前からずっとハードロックって言ってんやけど来てると思うけどもう来たもう終わったかもしれません。<笑>昭和の It's just a catchy melody. It for the podcast today. Thank you so much to Satoko and Aya for letting me interview you. 
and for always being so friendly and welcoming to me. And special thanks to all of you, my lovely listeners. Without you, I am merely shouting into the void. So thank you again for your ears and your hearts. I hope to meet you all one day here in Kyoto. So, until next time. Sayonara. Jire de kibuni, mbakaro de.